Welcome to PS, the Puget Sound podcast where we're talking to members of our campus community about their Puget Sound experiences. I'm Elena Becker, recording at Moonyard Studio in Tacoma, Washington, and my guest today is Madeline Sapinski, a senior studying music and German. Madeline, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to have you. And I was just saying this to you, so it'll be a repeat for you, but new for listeners, um, that one of the things I love about the podcast is getting to hear about individual people's lives and meet people that I have not previously known. Um, And we are sitting down together for the first time. So this is extra exciting. Super exciting. (laughs) Let's maybe kick things off by just talking about, If I'm going to ask you to think all the way back to when you were a senior in high school. Okay. It is, we're recording in February, Um, so it is in many ways decision time for seniors in high school. Lots of people have admission decisions from colleges or are visiting colleges maybe for the first or second time and are thinking about what that big decision is going to look and feel like. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about how you found out about Puget Sound, got to know Puget Sound, decided to come to Puget Sound. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do remember this time as a senior in high school as being one of the scariest times (laughs) of my life. Um, And looking back on it now, I wish I could have maybe found a little bit more of the excitement that goes along with it. Something I try to remind people on my tours when I'm doing tours is how... um, like the, the, there's so many possibilities ahead yeah. of them and it's I mean it sounds cheesy but it's so true and yeah um but yeah I was really caught up in the the fear <laughs> factor of it yeah um, me too I was tense yeah <laughs> yeah in high school. definitely especially around this time yeah um and I don't even remember how I found Puget Sound but um it ended up being one of the schools that I did not miss the deadlines for I missed a lot of deadlines <laughs> for other schools and I was crossing things off my list and I found this one and um it's so serendipitous because it just felt so right. Um, I visited and there was just that, you know, I could see myself studying at the library or, you know, playing in the concert hall Mm -hmm. or um, it just like it definitely felt like I could picture myself here as my next step. And um, so there was that kind of, yeah, like serendipity to it. Um, And what was the last part of your question? No, you're answering <laughs> yeah. it. I, I, but what I was wondering about while yeah. you talked is, are you somebody who always knew you would go to college? That was always in the plan? Mm-hmm, definitely. Did you know what you were going to study? Was that also sort of locked in in your mind as a high school student? Um, it changed a little. I, through the years of playing an instrument, realized mm-hmm. that music was going to be my thing. Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen all at once. Um, but I sort of began to realize that I couldn't imagine doing anything else mm. with How my did life. you start in music? Oh, um, well, in fifth grade, my uh, elementary school music teacher told me that I should do band, and I said, cool, sounds like a good <laughs> idea. Um, so I did, and um, I just have never, never stopped. stopped. Yeah. And then when do you think you started to realize that that was going to be integral in the rest of your life? Ooh, um, I remember in eighth grade, before I started high school, uh, a close friend of mine not sure if she wanted to keep doing band in high school. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's crazy. How right. can you stop? And then I was like, oh, this is this is my thing, maybe. Yeah. Um, and as I kept doing it and um, kept having like these really special musical experiences, I um, realized how cool it would be to be able to take it to, to college with me. Um, and... Yeah, Puget Sound is a wonderful music program, and um, but then there's also the the and of Puget Sound, which is everybody does something and, right? Um, and that was also really important to me. So, yeah. did you know? So, looking at colleges, knowing that you love music and the oboe, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. knowing that you love the oboe, um, 
did you know that's what you wanted to major in or did it take you some time to figure out, oh, okay, you know, maybe I just want to play in the band and study something else? I knew I wanted to be a performance major um, right away. And not everybody does, but Mm -hmm. I um, was so certain. I didn't actually know. I'm a a double major now, oboe performance and German studies. Mm -hmm. And that was something that came a a bit later, actually, because I thought I wanted to be all music. That was Um, it. Yeah. And I I even coming in, I was was thinking maybe I should have looked more seriously at conservatories or something. I was thinking maybe I needed to take it more seriously. Um, But something you can't get at a conservatory, but you can at Puget Sound is the, the liberal arts experience. Mm-hmm. And, and that became just as important to me um, was being exposed to all these different areas as well. And so. how did that happen for you? Like you show up on the first day, <laughs> eyes set on the music building. Right. <laughs> and when, yeah. when does other stuff sort of start to creep in? I think I've always been I've, I've, I feel like I'm a lifelong learner. Like I've mm. always just loved just love taking every class I can. I mean, I remember in high school I was in maybe like an AP biology class so random and yeah. my teacher's like why are you here and I was I just said that I love to learn and right. um and it was so true it's um and and that's definitely something that brought me here and um so I I never think I mean I I it was I was like music major that's yeah. it um but it wasn't that I didn't want to explore other things I just maybe hadn't realized um how seriously I wanted to take those sure. things. Um, I also didn't realize how possible it would be to combine a music mm. major with something because it is a lot of work. A music major is a lot of credits. Yeah, right. It's especially a music performance major. There's a lot of coursework required right. for that degree. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my German advisor kind of talked me into being a major. <laughs> he said, I mean, look at your credits. You can do it. And right. I thought, you know, maybe the workload wasn't right, um, but I wanted to study abroad anyway, which is one of the requirements. And I wanted to take classes every semester anyway. And so it just made sense to add the second major. And that worked out fine with your credits. I mean, obviously you're doing it, but you've been able to smoothly. (laughs) Yeah, I I did have to overload one semester, um, but just the once. Mm -hmm. And other than that, I mean, I've had a full workload all four years. You're busy. uh, Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, I was even able to go abroad. And so it is possible, but you have to pick the right majors. So (laughs) did you go to Germany? I went to Austria. To Austria. Yeah. Tell me about that. It's a music program in Austria. Yeah, it was a music specific program, um, which it was just like the perfect match. It was music (laughs) in German, which is my thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got to, I played a lot of chamber music while I was Mm. over there. I I even got to sub in a local orchestra. There was a a community orchestra that ended up needing a second oboe player and I signed right up. And um, (laughs) and, um, yeah, I got to, I was fortunate enough to have taken um, a couple years of German before going. And so that helped me integrate a bit better into the community and um, it made friends and Mm -hmm. just got the most the most out of it. Had you traveled yeah. anywhere outside the US or German speaking before? I had never left the country before. <laughs> what was that like? Um just, Do you remember your first like day or two in Austria? I do. It was absolutely surreal. It yeah. was shocking. Um I just kept reminding myself how crazy this was. <laughs> I just I remember sitting in a cafe on my first day. I was trying to stay up all day um so I could, you know, get rid of jet lag as soon sure. as possible. But Which nine is a hard is thing a to do. Difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and and so I was like sitting up in a cafe. It was probably you know ten in the morning, and I was mm-hmm. ready to sleep for twelve <laughs> hours. But um, I just it didn't feel. I, I thought I was just kept thinking about how far away I was from anybody I knew. Mm-hmm. Like I my program hadn't even begun yet, and so I didn't have any contacts sure. there. And so and there wasn't anybody from Puget Sound also on that program. No, with yeah, you. yeah, I was the only one. Um, and so it just it felt so strange to be so far away from everyone but I that was one of the reasons I came here is I wanted to study abroad and so Mm. it was I had finally finally made it and um I just yeah it was 
totally wild. When you think about that semester, are there highlights that come to mind or things that you did throughout the semester that sort of felt similarly surreal? Like, oh, my God, I'm in Austria doing (laughs) blank. Um, Gosh, that orchestra that I subbed in was Mm -hmm. really special. We got to go on tour, actually. Yeah, we were on tour for maybe five days in um, a couple cities in southern Austria. And then we went to uh, one in Slovenia as well. Mm -hmm. And then we came back and did a big final concert at the... um, the Musikverein, which is where the Vienna Philharmonic performs. Holy smokes! Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, you know, I feel pretty spoiled getting to talk about that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the highlights for sure. Um, just kind of following the footsteps of some of those really incredible musicians, um, but also doing it with that orchestra was really special because those are all um, folks who are professionals in other areas, mm. um, but do music because they just love it so much. And yeah. So it was a really a really positive experience. Yeah. And how did um, how did that fit in with your coursework here and your credits? I mean, you're doing a music program. One mm-hmm. of the questions I get a lot from prospective students is, is studying abroad going to throw me off track right, yeah. in my studies or in my even just sort of fluidity on mm-hmm. campus? Did you feel okay going and coming back and like it, it worked out? Yeah. Um, I... Well, I was really fortunate to know first off when I first got here that I wanted to study abroad because Mm -hmm. then I could sit down with my advisor right away and say, how do I make this work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I had planned on just taking a lot of music in German while I was over there. I ended up actually only taking German credits um, and needing to fill in an extra music credit when I got back, which mm. was not part of my plans, but that's a small adjustment to make. Sure. Um, and was I, doable. Definitely. was doable. Yeah. I was very fortunate in that. Um, but yeah, I just, but since my program fit my interests so well, it was no problem at all to fit in. I know a lot of people will take study abroad as a kind of a break from what they're doing, kind of sure. explore something else, um, which is also wonderful. And there were plenty of friends I made on my program who were doing mm. just that. Um, but yeah, for me, it ended up being, it just fit really well. Sure. And I want to talk to you a little bit too about the structure of a music major and especially Mm -hmm. a music performance major. Definitely. I think for folks who are musicians, maybe it makes a little more intuitive sense. But for people who are not musicians, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when you think about a music major and again, a performance major, Mm -hmm. you sort of think like, well, isn't that just a lot of practicing? <laughs> right? like, well, there is that. <laughs> yeah. What are you learning? What's the coursework like? How does how is the major structured? Yeah, for sure. Um, coming in right off the bat, you'll take um, music theory and oral skills. So it's music theory on paper, music theory that you hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll start taking um, music history in your second year. That continues through the third and fourth year. Um, and all throughout, you're taking private lessons. You're pr- playing in ensembles. Um, I'm in the, the orchestra, the wind ensemble, and I do chamber music. I'm in a woodwind quintet. How many hours is um, that a week, do you think? I don't even want to put a number on it. <laughs> a um, lot. A lot of hours, yeah. yeah. I mean, rehearsal time alone with um, just the large groups, the orchestra and the wind ensemble, that's mm-hmm. um, like when I'm physically in the rehearsal space, that's about eight hours per week. And yeah. then I have to practice outside of that and schedule sectionals and rehearsals with my chamber group. And, right. Um, so it's a, it's a huge time commitment and you have to be really good at, um, at time management mm-hmm. um, because you have <laughs> classes and homework and practicing and ensembles. And, yeah. um, and it's not just... Um, it isn't just one or the other. It's a lot of, you know, you have to be good at everything. You have to be a liberal arts student. You have to yeah. be able to write a good paper, but also mm-hmm. be able to, you know, play a solo or something like sure. that. So, yeah. Like what you hear? Hi, I'm Ryan Del Rosario, Assistant Director of Admission and School of Music Admission Coordinator. If you're enjoying the Puget Sound podcast, you might want to consider taking a closer look. 
We offer campus tours and information sessions most weekdays, and admit seniors can attend one of four open houses throughout the spring. Find out more at pugetsound.edu visit, and I hope to see you on campus soon. towards the very beginning of our conversation the and phenomenon at Puget yeah. Sound someone who is a this major and a this minor and a this what's your right. and list what else are you involved in on campus um, yeah other than music and German it would be I'm also a member of the honors program mm-hmm. um, I also talk about study abroad as being one of my ands uh, yeah um, absolutely I'm a tour guide I work at the diner too um, <laughs> tortilla station call out um, and uh yeah, I somehow, you know, have friends. <laughs> and <laughs> but, a social life. Yeah, and a social life. I yeah. mean, you know, it's a balance. But, I want yeah. to chat with you about the honors program, too. I'm For also sure. an alum of the Puget Sound Honors Program. Amazing. <laughs> um, so I have some expertise in that area myself. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing, much like music, actually, that I get asked about a lot by folks who are visiting our campus. And I think just trying to get a feel for what would that be like? Um, and one of the conversations I have a lot, one of the points I really try to be clear about is that the honors program is not a gifted program. Right. And yeah. coming out of high school, I think it's easy to see it that way as, oh, okay, you've taken the 30 smartest people and sequestered them and right. <laughs> I'm smart and so I should go for sure. that. Yeah. But rather, it's sort of a different way of structuring your coursework yeah. and your approach to the liberal arts. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit to how that's played out for you? That's a great way to put it. My favorite thing about the honors program is the way that classes are based around the humanities mm. um, and even taking a, a science class is um, you do a lot of reading yeah. and that's that's my favorite thing is um, taking these texts and thinking really critically about them and structuring classes around like discussion-based learning um, that has worked so well for me as opposed to the the lecture format yeah. um, and so learning from my peers who all and that's that's another thing I love about the honors program mm. is is <laughs> how everyone uh, is really serious about their area of study and then they come together in these classes and have these really rich conversations um, based on their own backgrounds and then what we can come up with together. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, I'll be in the same classes politics and government majors as mm-hmm. um you know stats majors you know like different yeah. lots of um lots of different people and I, I love that how everybody brings their own slant and so that's really special that's one of the things i actually love about the core curriculum in general um although the honors program i think is has maybe like turned up the volume on this yeah, phenomenon a right. little bit <laughs> but is that everybody has to take a math class everybody has mm-hmm. to take a fine arts class and so yeah. as a result you might find yourself in class with a bunch of people who think about these questions and ideas in radically different ways. So true. And this, my junior year of college, I took a class called the Sociology of Health and Medicine. It's in the SOAN department, Ben mm-hmm. Lewin, great professor. Right. <laughs> um, and it was one of the most interesting academic experiences of my college career because it was half SOAN, sociology and anthropology majors, mm-hmm. who sp- had spent Almost all of their academic career is much of it um, thinking about social issues, lenses, perspectives, the way that people move through the world in subjective ways. And the other half was pre-med people (laughs) who wanted to take sociology of health and medicine but were used to being able to measure things. They were scientists, right? Right. Wanted to be able to quantify things, wanted there to be a, a true answer. Yes. Right. And for whom the structure of the sociology class around, well, there may not be an objective outcome, right? There might right. be trade-offs was a was a really new idea and a Definitely. different way of grappling with knowledge. And that idea of how do you talk to somebody who 
thinks about things so differently yeah. from the way you do has continues to feel really valuable to me in my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah. I one of my favorite honors classes I've taken was the interrogating inequality mm. class. <laughs> um, and just the, the language of social justice is so outside of what I had encountered before. Sure. And there were people who were really well versed in that. And so I felt like I was able to learn so much from them um, just about the way they talked about things. Um, and like the language and the way they'd approach a problem was different from from my own perspective. So I got so much out of that. Yeah. yeah. And as you say, the learning from your peers yeah. <laughs> component is also a really valuable thing. Yes. And one of the things that's sort of nice about, I don't know if this was the case for you, but about going to college in general is suddenly that your peers start to become role models for you mm -hmm. in ways that in high school maybe doesn't happen when yeah. it seems like everybody is on a similar track or right. sort of making similar choices that to be able to look at the people around you and think, oh, you're doing this really cool thing that I would like to try. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes feels like a different experience. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah. Looking up to my peers is such a good way to put it because mm -hmm. I especially be through um, like the campus visit program sure. um, the tour guides are a very diverse group um, with interests uh, related to interests and um, it's so so special to be able to look at them all and as future specialists in their own fields and yeah. but we're, we're like in the same place at the same time right now so yeah yeah the other um, thing and this is actually sort of related to peers, but that I think just everything we've been talking about is such a great example of, um, especially relative to the questions that I get asked, and I'm sure the questions that you get asked when mm -hmm. you're leading tours, is um, I'm oftentimes asked about how much can I fit, right? Like, yeah. how much can I do? Is it, can I double major and study abroad? Can I, yeah. and I think what you're talking about is such a terrific example because you are double majoring mm -hmm. in one of the bulkiest majors on campus. Music performance <laughs> yeah. is a, a lot of coursework, yes. as I said. Um, and German, which has very little overlap, I would imagine, with your music coursework. Yeah, definitely. Um, you're in the honors program, which mm -hmm. is also quite prescriptive about the courses that you take. Yeah, There's not definitely. a lot of wiggle room around where those fit right. in your mm -hmm. schedule. And you studied abroad. Mm -hmm. And as you said, you managed to still have a life in the yeah. midst of all of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's just such a great example of the way in which... If, as, as you said, if you're thoughtful and if you plan and if you are heads up to the things that you want to do, yes, you can have a really big life. Yes, here definitely. And it's you. You can also be unsure when you come in. I think that's another way of falling into mm. things that are really <laughs> meaningful as well. Yeah. Um, it worked out for me having a plan. Um, but, but you also said German wasn't in the plan, right? Yeah, or maybe not initially. I, yeah, I wanted to be. I wanted to be a German minor, so yeah. it was it was there, but it wasn't as present. Mm -hmm. um, and I just. I mean, it looks maybe maybe just different on paper, but yeah. um, being able to say that I'm a double major sounds sounds pretty cool. So mm -hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, and it is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. also from just outside Portland, right? What was it like staying in the Pacific Northwest for college, but staying a measurable distance away? Yeah, um, somehow that state line makes a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, it feels it it does feel like I'm out of state, even though mm -hmm. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I love that my parents are about a about three hours away from me. Mm -hmm. um, and I have two younger brothers that I'm really close with as well. Um, and I and wasn't so sure about maybe staying so close to home at first, but now my one of my younger brothers goes to school in Maryland um, mm -hmm. and w just watching us take such different paths. I mean, I don't see him very much. Right. And that's so hard. And yeah. I... Um, 
you know, when he when he comes home, he has to fly, and it's just it's this huge. It's this, it's plans and money, mm-hmm. and I get to drive home on the weekend if I want to. Right. Um. And so I I value that so much. How did yeah. Puget Sound get on your radar initially? I don't even remember the kind of I, word of mouth yeah, situation. It, it must have been word of mouth. There may have been a poster up in my in my band room in high school, <laughs> sure. um, just knowing about the the music program. Yeah, it was definitely the music program that got me first interested. But um, then you know, you know, there's so much more. Yeah. How have you felt like your relationship to Tacoma has evolved in the four years that you've been here? Almost four, three yeah. and a half. <laughs> Good question. I have always wanted to know a city really well. Mm. And I feel that I know the area around campus pretty well. The different, like, you know, Proctor District, um, getting down to the water, 6th Avenue. It's special to have all that within walking distance. Um, I was a little bit maybe nervous to come to Tacoma. It's a big city. Mm-hmm. I'm from I'm from a small town, um, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Tacoma has maybe a kind of negative representation in um, some of the like neighboring cities. Um, but I have found it to be so, so wonderful. I, there's like a strong arts community. There's, uh, it's, it's quirky. It's fun. I, yeah, love Tacoma. It's funny that you talk about like Tacoma's reputation because I'm yeah. from Washington. I'm yeah. from like 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, Tacoma does have sort of this weird, and now I think of it as condescending, mm-hmm. like hang-ons from, I think I want to say like the 70s or the 80s Definitely about true. really yeah. the city's personality. And so when I came to college here, I thought, well, I can live anywhere for four years. Right. Yeah. And then almost as soon as I got here, I was like, this is great. Yeah. Like there's stuff happening here. This is a, just, it, it became a much more important part of my college experience than I ever anticipated so location would be. Yeah. I sort of thought like, oh, there are these schools and they're all, they all have the same stuff and it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then being here mattered. And as I said to you, when we were sitting down, I moved away immediately after graduation. Mm-hmm. And when I took this job and came back, one of the big attractions was that I would be able to live in Tacoma. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I, was thinking of using the words maybe diamond in the rough, but I think hidden gem is maybe more appropriate. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's so much here that's so special. I think one of the best examples of this to me is, so I mentioned I'm from very close here, I'm mm-hmm. from like 45 minutes away. Yeah. And when I, six years ago, seven years ago, was deciding to come to Puget Sound um, and was telling like my parents' friends, people of sort of that, you mm-hmm. can imagine what age that might be, that I was going to come to school here. They all said something to the effect of like, are you sure? Right. Or like, oh, Tacoma. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I think some of them like pivoted to my dad, which we can talk about how complicated <laughs> yeah. and uncomfortable that is. Lots and we're like, there. are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So, and to his credit, he was like, she's sure. Yeah. Um, but then last summer I was at, um, a, party thrown by one of my parents' friends. So again, same demographics right. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to one of the people there who I did not know very well that I lived in Tacoma making small talk. And I sort of expected this a similar reaction. And mm-hmm. instead he said, my wife and I have just taken a vacation to Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we stayed at the McMinimins and we walked oh, okay. along I the water. And we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we went to the Rose Gardens at Point Defiance. And it was just such a perfect little microcosm for me of how much in such a short period of yes. time Tacoma Tacoma's profile has grown. Yes. 
Um, and it's really recognized, I think, for what a what a lovely place it is. So but that, it's, it's been like a fun personal journey. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was I encountered something similar um, mm-hmm. telling people I was going to Tacoma and they're like, oh, um, nice. Right. <laughs> you know, because I think it, the maybe more industrial portion of Tacoma is what people think of. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly present. Um, but I think it adds kind of a, a grit to it that um, that is unique to Tacoma because of also like the, um, as I mentioned, like the arts community and the, mm-hmm. the natural beauty of this area is just on another oh, level. So it's, yeah. it's sunny today, I should say <laughs> for anybody listening. And yeah. it's been very clear this week and I have been walking around sort of open mouthed the whole time, yes. even as someone who grew up here and who has yeah. lived here for a long time at just how absolutely gorgeous it is on mm-hmm. these really cold really clear days where yes. you can see the olympics yes so it's just yeah it's breathtaking yeah i had some visitors uh tour guy uh, doing tours mm-hmm. yesterday from um southern california mm-hmm. and uh they were saying that they had hoped it would be raining because they wanted to <laughs> to know what it was really like and I yeah. was, you know it's you know bummer for them but mm-hmm. uh, they got to visit on one of the most beautiful days in february i think oh. and um it just there's yeah nothing like it when it's when the sun decides to come out so mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you too and I know this is sort of an unfair question to ask a okay. graduating <laughs> senior yeah. but um, sort of the perennial question of and it's the the what's next question and I don't mean it in the do you have a plan mm-hmm. sense because I think as we've been talking about plans are overrated and right you can always <laughs> be surprised yes but when you think about what's been great at Puget Sound when you think about what you hope to take with you from this experience into kind of the the next chapter what stands out what I'm taking with me yeah or what you hope for what I hope for I I mean well if we if we were to talk plans I'm trying to go back to Austria for a year excellent Um, and I think something I've gained from my experience here is some valuable interpersonal skills Mm. uh, especially working at CBP and in the diner just be just being able to have a conversation with anyone Mm -hmm. is so important Um, and so that that skill of of meeting someone new and and finding something that you have in common I think is something I'm going to carry with me for sure and especially you know, abroad, if I'm able to, if I'm able to go abroad again. Yeah. How are you? What are, when you say you want to go back to Austria for a year? How are you? What is the plan? What are you thinking about doing? <laughs> well, now speaking of plans, yeah, um, yeah, I I've been looking at some different fellowships and mm. grants um, to go teach English in Austria. Mm. One of them would have me uh, studying music at a local university as well, so fits in pretty well with my yeah. interests. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have a lot of friends uh, in the music department who are applying for auditioning for grad schools right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in my future, maybe in sure. a couple of years. But I'm not ready, not ready yet. And I I wanted to get back out. And I, I haven't finished with, with Austria, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's a good thing to know about yourself. Yeah. That I think that's on the horizon, but not just yet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can, I can, I can sense that that would not be... I just I want to be I'm not sure if more sure is the right mm-hmm. was the right word, but I, I think I have more growing to do before I get to that point. So. And I think there is yeah. absolutely something to be said for maybe taking a little bit of a step to the side of the mm-hmm. path you're on and seeing if the view looks different. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. Because I remember when I was graduating from college, I had been a successful student and I love school. I'm as, as you said, someone who really loves to learn. Yeah. And a, the natural path for me would have been to immediately go to graduate school and I remember feeling not like that would have been a bad thing to do, but like I wanted to verify I wasn't just doing it because there were steps. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I could sort of see my way through that process. Definitely. 
Uh, and I, yeah, I just to affirm your decision making. I really appreciate it. <laughs> That's good to hear. Doing something else. Yeah. I have always been a really good student mm-hmm. and that structure has always been something I've really relied on. So I'm looking forward to seeing who I, you know, what I, what I get up to, um, without the structure of having classes every day. Um, maybe if I can survive, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, if, I, if I'm able to teach English, that would be an interesting aspect to explore as well. The I've always been a, a learner, and now being a teacher mm. maybe would be. I mean, also while being a learner, I mean, in sure. a foreign country, like you can't help it but be a, be a learner. So, um, but yeah, just something stepping to the side, as you said, and trying something a bit bit off the, the beaten path. So yeah. wrap up all of our conversations by asking everybody the same four questions. Okay. <laughs> Question number one is what's the best place on campus? Hmm. That's hard because campus is so beautiful all over the place. <laughs> um, but the first thing that comes to mind would probably be the library. Mm-hmm. Um, nerd alert. Um, just kidding. Haha. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the reading rooms at the front of the library mm-hmm. with the big windows, and I love I love studying in that area because it's lots of people around me being very focused but not talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great <laughs> environment to get a lot of work done. Um, so if I'm thinking of, of study spaces, that would be it. But um, of course, I, I do live in the music building as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it would be hard not to. <laughs> what are so. you reading right now? I'm reading something by Barbara Kingsolver. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Unsheltered, I think is the is Oh, the, yeah, her new one, right? Yeah, There's yeah, a feather yeah. on the cover? Oh, that might be it. Oh, I'm not sure now. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I think I it's got, got a, like a pitcher plant or something on the oh, cover. Okay. Maybe maybe there's a newer one that I haven't heard uh, of. But I, I'm trying to read. I'm, everything I'm she's shaky written. on my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's I love to read and don't get to read a lot of fiction um, in my my academic classes, and so this is just a little little self care sort of thing. I think probably <laughs> just keeping up with something I love on the side. What's your favorite place to eat in Tacoma? Um, also a great question. Um, just because Tacoma is like the, the best place to eat, the, the food, the restaurants. Um, I, well, I'm gluten-free, so I'm always oh. looking for a great gluten-free restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I think of is, well, it's not a restaurant, but Karina Bakery. Mm. Um, just their gluten-free cake. I mean... I wouldn't really know, but tastes to me like real cake. <laughs> um, I imagine that it's probably the best, the best gluten-free cake. I'm going to say it. I'm on the air right now. Yeah. <laughs> Korean bakery, best yeah. gluten-free cake. Yeah, maybe they'll sponsor me to do something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I want to wrap up by asking you what makes Puget Sound special. There are so many things. I mentioned before about um, the like interpersonal skills I've gotten mm. from from being here, and, and the people are so... Um, so wonderful i think there's everyone is so kind i that's what i've found to be true about school and and i think as a tour guide i get to reflect on my own admission process a lot and coming in i wasn't so sure about i mean i thought everybody was being so nice to me i was so sure it would stop after i got here (laughs) as soon as i'm as soon as i'm in as soon as i've paid tuition it ends but um but no it's people are just so genuinely kind and 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 you know, maybe if that's not your first inclination when you get here, I think you become a kinder person mm-hmm. um, by being by being here. Um, but yes, I, I just in and everything. I think I think people are just so genuinely kind. <laughs> Madeline Sapinski, mm-hmm. thank you for joining me on the Puget Sound podcast. Thanks so much for having me.
Thanks for listening to P.S., the Puget Sound podcast. If you're interested in applying to or visiting Puget Sound, you can find out more at pugetsound.edu slash admission. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at UNIV, U-N-I-V, Puget Sound. I'm Elena Becker, and we'll see you next time for P.S., the Puget Sound podcast.